Windsor, Windsor. Ascot, Ascot. Maidenhead, Maidenhead. Bracknell, Bracknell. Wokingham, Henley, Reading. The voice River Radio of the Thames Valley. Good morning to you here in the Thames Valley and everywhere else in the world you are listening from. How are you doing this wonderful morning? You're listening to River Radio. You know it. I know it. Thank you. And I'm grateful for it. You're tuned into Your Life, Your Way, your show that is all about you. I'm Deborah Fielding and I'm with you every Wednesday morning between 10 and 11. McFly open our show with All About You every week because it is all about you and don't you know it. We love to share life experiences on Your Life, Your Way. It's the fabric of your life, it's the tenderness of life and it's what keeps us together too. We have such a special show today because it's a Jubilee show. We start off with the glory of the story as usual, a great guest slot where you can hear a story about your guest that will be both true and owned by them, which means it isn't anybody else's story but theirs. But we have not one guest but two today. It's a big week for the nation and to honour that we've gone all out. We've gone large, we're going to tell you all about it in a mo. You know, by now, I love to hear from you, so come on, drop me a message to tell me where you're listening from. It's Deborah at river.radio. Are you in Eton? Bray, Marlowe, your kitchen, the office? Where are you? Spill the beans. It's a bit like that book, um, Where's Wally? Where's my River Radio listener? Straight after the glory of the store, we have What's in a Word, where we're trying to make sense of life one word at a time. And it's easy to make sense of our week this week, for most of us at least, so join me for that shortly. Message in any time, especially for the last section of my show, which is all you, led by you, your questions, your opinions, your everythings in fact. Q&A your way, these are your questions, usually about your life. But today, well, today is just a little different on the Jubilee show. When you do messaging, why not ask the Queen a question? Oh yes, you can do those kind of things on this show. Message in and ask her a question and you never know, you might just get an answer. So there you have it, plenty of good music, let's go for it. Well, what a week it is this week. Short and also very sweet as we honour the lady that has been at the centre of our nation for as long as most of us can remember. Uh, 70 years is incredible. It's an incredible achievement and an incredible length of service. Whether you are a Royals fan or not, I think we can all agree that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has served us so well. Uh, We often say on this show that life is messy or it can be. Um, Just when you think everything is running smoothly, bam, something comes in to challenge your equilibrium. Um, And I was watching a lovely documentary on Sunday evening about the Queen, I don't know if you saw it, who said pretty much the same thing 
in a much posher voice, <laughs> which made me think they could really do with some good, strong northern accents in that family. Uh, but back on topic, our Queen has navigated her way through the lot. More divorces than she cared for at one point. Death of loved ones, chronic illnesses, exceedingly troublesome children at times. National disasters, it's quite the list. Which brings this show for me, into sharp focus because we try to support and inspire each other, don't we? No matter how big our crowns are. So my first guest this morning has had a couple of encounters with the Queen. And my second guest, well, she practically lives with her. So let's welcome Alison Smith. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah. And Debbie Keenan. Good morning to you. Good morning, Deborah. Fantastic. We're all here. So Alison, let's start with you. First of all, who are you? And I'm, well, I'm going to fess up straight away here because I think I should. Uh, Alison and I have known each other for about 50 years, so I think we deserve our own jubilee of our own. Um, but welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are and where you come from. Oh, I love that. The thought of my own, ju- our own jubilee. Yes, I think we should. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that's quite a good. We've got our own, um, what is it, gold jubilee going Yeah, I on. think so, yeah. So yeah, I'm Alison Smith. Um, I live in Teddington with my my lovely husband Rob my and our beautiful cat um we've been there for just over three and a half years um and, and yeah I'm a northern girl like yourself yeah. but I've been down in the southeast for much longer than I was up there in the northwest um so uh, yeah that's about me really yeah great well we want to hear your queen story so let's delve in tell us some more well let's go back in time to 1985 wow yeah and i'm just looking that was some thir- people listening to this show will not have been born in 1985 i was just thinking well it's 37 <laughs> years ago so more than half the queen's oh, reign ago yeah, oh yeah, dear that yeah. sound, that makes us feel really old yeah anyway back in those days i was a professional performer <clears throat> and i was a dancer in 42nd street at the theater all drury lane um tapping my feet away eight times a week um uh, yeah it does feel like a lifetime ago but they were very very happy days so back in 1985 we were lucky enough to host the royal variety performance um at the theater royal drury lane it was one it's one of the biggest theaters in the west end and of course um you know the producers wanted to um have a great spectacle to be able to uh, present to the queen and um prince um the uh, prince philip Philip, yeah so um we the it was a celebration of film musicals and you know there's lots of other shows from the west end involved and um we started the show for any of i'm sure there's lots of your listeners that don't actually have never even heard of 42nd street but it um, goes back to 1933 in the depression and lots of dancers um you know dancing their hearts out so uh, we were lucky enough to open the show with our audition piece so it's 42 dancers plus some principals so it's absolutely packed and it starts with the <clears throat> the curtain very low to the ground and it lifts very 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 slowly so all these <clears throat> tap oh excuse me all tapping the feet, feet. tapping away there, exactly yeah. and the queen i understand is a lover of a good musical so she would have apparently enjoyed that so yeah. apparently so so obviously you we are trained to you know we're performing out into the audience she's up there in the royal box and you we're all told please do not 
not look up Don't to look, the, yeah. yeah but you know there's those all those little eyes flickering up there anyway you know we dance our hearts out for three and a half minutes um and and normally the show would just continue with you know um some dialogue and then everyone would exit as normal but of course because this is um for the queen we then have to bow to the audience and then you actually turn to the royal box and that's the moment when you see her and you you know the heart is fluttering away and she's got you know she is smiling and glittering away up there because there's still some kind of light on her so you can see her and then off we go um halfway through we actually did another number we were lucky enough to do two numbers so um we're in the money where we're carrying these oversized we're in the money and she's singing for us today as well (laughs) so yeah so two numbers um you know but of course it's all interspersed with all these other fabulous um celebrities and shows um in fact joan collins was there and we were couldn't believe how tiny she yeah. was she's absolutely so minute pretty star-studded and yeah. quite an exciting yeah. time for you and also patrick duffy of those of you that remember him from the man for that from atlantis or of course bobby ewing from yeah, dallas, dallas yeah. and he is massive by comparison you know <laughs> but it's absolutely all those people that are um that you've kind of seen on tv so it's, it's an exciting time and then of course when the show comes to the end um every she comes backstage and meets everybody now the she can't meet the hundred or so all of the hundreds or so people that are there. So we were in the back row, but of course, you know, we get to, in a, in a way, it's a, a bit nicer because you don't actually have to shake a hand and speak no, to you can her. Watch you can everything. actually watch everybody yeah. else. You know, and I just remember her, I mean, she had this beautiful tiara on and she was smiling smile her smile just lights up the room yeah. and and it was just that she she had so much time for everybody when you know that she's probably got another engagement to do or something else that she's got to go to but she just it just felt like she just had so much time for everybody oh nice oh she's dreaming of a cup cup of horlicks probably ali uh, pally a bucky pally i'm <laughs> sure that's probably more like it really yeah. but but she, she she was very gracious and made us feel as though she wanted oh. to be there <laughs> so that's quite an occasion for you. Yeah. Uh, but you've got two stories. I have. So let's let's move forward. Let's move. So forward. Let's move forward to two thousand and six. Oh. when it was her eightieth birthday. Right. By then, I've moved on from my performing days, and I'm actually um, working with Winnie the Pooh. Actually, <laughs> of <laughs> all so, people, and some of his friends, <laughs> of all bears, <laughs> and some of his friends. And in um, two thousand six, it's also Winnie the Pooh's eightieth birthday as well. Very what sweet. a coincidence! Yes. So. Um, not for Winnie the Pooh, but for for the Queen. She was having a beautiful um, garden party for her birthday, celebrating British children's literature. So, of course, you can't have an an event like that without Winnie the Pooh and his friends being there. So um, we were invited to bring Winnie the Pooh and his friends. And, of course, there's lots of other characters uh, from the British literary world um, uh, to be part of the uh, the garden party. And so we were planning to uh, kind of build Winnie the Pooh's... uh, uh, house in Buckingham in the, in in the, the garden. gardens at Buckingham Palace, <laughs> and amazingly, I got to go to Buckingham Palace. I think it was it was either January, February, when there were no leaves on any of the trees, and I got to choose with the gardener, head gardener, which tree was going to be Winnie the Pooh's tree. Which, nice. How exciting yeah, is nice that? Experience. But as I say, he was he was saying you've got to imagine that there's leaves on these trees here. Anyway, uh, we chose a beautiful tree, and come June, it was. 
June when we actually had the garden party, we made Winnie the Pooh's tree uh, and this house and with Piglet, Eeyore and Tigger. Uh, they were all invited to come to the garden party. So again, on the day, I didn't get to meet the Queen because she was just shown around all the different exhibits. But she had a beautiful um, blue floral dress on and there were lots of kind of children around her walking through the garden. So again, that beautiful smile just radiated around and, and looking at the children's faces, yeah. seeing their reaction to her was yeah. just was just beautiful. And of course, Winnie thought it was pretty special too. Yeah, very nice. So you had a really great time on both occasions. Yeah. Uh, which I think most people do when they meet the Queen, right? And I think that's, that is probably, you know, that's one of her really really special qualities isn't it she she wants to get the best out of everybody and you know she doesn't want them to be she wants to put them at their ease and 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 hear their stories because let's face it it would be pretty boring if 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 they didn't have anything exciting and interesting to say Uh, and when you arrived at Buckingham Palace where did you go what happened did you go through the main gates? The first time, yeah, when, yeah. We, when we went for the, for the, for the first meeting. Were you in a meeting. taxi? Yes, yeah. yes, and you've obviously you've got to have your passport and everything. You've got to be security checked and all that kind of stuff. But you, we went in. I, 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 was I mean, I'm always to, stunned at that. You just picked up any taxi or did they arrange one to come and pick yeah, you Yeah, no, no, we, we had to give the, I think we had a, it wasn't a black taxi, it was a, uh, Addison Lee or something car. like okay. that and we had to give the registration yeah. and all that kind of stuff so they knew you were coming. Imagine you do just see black cabs going in yeah, and I think do. I don't know how that works but anyway so sorry. Yeah. No I, I, I was lucky enough to go quite a few times because we had to go for kind of site visits and things like that so we went through you know if, if you've seen those kind of, it's kind of an arched yes um, that goes out into into the garden yeah and then to the side you know when you see them arriving like from a wedding or something they come to that side yes. entrance with the red carpet that's where we went in yeah you know and so it was incredible you know and I was knowing that we were coming here today I was just kind of looking back on some, a few photographs and just thought wow I've seen you know you've seen the crown and all those things I suppose at the time I didn't realize just how special it was but those are memories you were just that, getting on with your job weren't yeah, you? yeah I suppose I was you yeah. know we were all being professional about yeah. it you know so um it, it, they are special memories and that's what um we all have you know that we, that we hold on to you know and this was before mobile phones that we could take a photograph every single snap and obviously you weren't allowed to take snaps anyway but you know, th- those are memories in my head rather than on my phone kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so really nice. They'll be with me right to the end. Well, I think that's very lovely and uh, thank you for sharing that with us. I think it's a terrific little place to take a, a break before we bring Debbie in. Um, and I've been doing a little bit of research into the Queen's favourite music. And so, I mean, this will make you smile, Alison, like it does me. Um, this is Fred Astaire with... Um, Cheek to cheek. Oh, lovely. Heaven, I'm in heaven, and my heart beats so that I can hardly speak, and I seem to find the happiness I seek. When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Heaven, I'm in heaven And 
the cares that hung around me through the week seem to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak when we're out together dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I love to climb a mountain and to reach the highest peak. But it doesn't thrill me half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I love to go out fishing in a river or a creek. But I don't enjoy it half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Dance with me, I want my arm about you. The charm about you will carry me through. I'm in heaven And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Register dancing cheek to cheek in the film Top Hat. The romance and the queen showing great taste there, I have to say. So welcome back to Your Life, Your Way with me, Deborah Fielding, and my not one, but two lovely guests who are here to chat on our Jubilee show. Um, it's about the time spent with the Queen and their experiences, which is um, really interesting to hear. Our next guest is a regular to the Queen's most comfortable home, where the Queen has fond memories of Prince Philip, uh, horses and family living nearby as well. And that, of course, is Windsor Castle. So thank you for coming in, Debbie. And I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about yourself before we hear your story. Morning. Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. My name's um, Debbie Keenan. Um, I live in Hurley uh, with my husband, Tony. Uh, we have three daughters and um, we also have a black cat called Lola. Oh, lovely name. I like that name. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, come on, tell us everything, Debbie. You practically live with her. So what's your story or stories of right. the Queen? 
Um, well, I'm a professional blue badge tourist guide, um, and I do most of my wor- work in Windsor. That's in the town and in the castle. And uh, I have met the Queen on various occasions, but the first one um, was during the 2016 pantomime. So for those that don't realise, um, if you're a member of the, the household in the castle, you're invited to audition for the pantomime which we put on every two years the exception of course being during covid um and i managed to get the role of dick whittington oh my goodness right in there yes so we tend to put it on in november before the queen goes to sandringham anyway my um principal girl and I were the only two that knew that the Queen would be there because of course they didn't want the word to get out. No, so So, can I just set the scene here? Is that the the pantomime staged within Windsor Castle? Within Windsor Castle, that's right. So as you probably know, the Queen loves pantomime and of course she did pantomime herself when When she she was was there uh, during the Second World War. Yes, that's right. So she absolutely loves it and she gave us permission to perform in the Waterloo Chamber. So those of you that have been to Windsor Castle so you know that that's a vast room with the fantastic long carpet in there that belonged to Queen Victoria. Um, so, you know, it's nerve wracking enough putting on a show yeah. for the royal family, but for Her Majesty the Queen. And one of the things I'll always remember is backstage, just before we went on, um, everybody was told, now we have a very special guest tonight. <laughs> it's Her Majesty the Queen. Now, of course, uh, Stevie and I already knew and we looked at each other and we your stomach must have been flipping well it was and we were fine until that night uh my my family were there and i had told them under the strictest instructions not to breathe a word but what i always remember is being backstage and the queen being introduced to the audience who had no idea and how many people were in the audience there were about 120 each night that we put on the show and we could hear this audible sort of And then you could hear the Queen coming, walking down with the governor of the castle. And we knew she was going to be sitting in the front. And I turned to um, Stevie, who was playing the cat. (laughs) And I looked at her and I said, and we've both performed for most, you know, all our lives in various capacities. And I looked at her and said, what are we doing this for? I am so (laughs) nervous. And then the other thing I always remember is, obviously, you know, just before you're about to go on, there was a bit of a gap and I could see this blue dress. And you know how she, the Queen always wears a, a beautiful brooch? brooch yes. Well, of course, it was catching the light. And it was then that I had to count to ten and say, calm down, it's, it's just the Queen. Ah. Um, and then the other thing I said to myself, right, I'm not going to look at her. As I remember Alison saying that. Don't look at the Queen immediately until you've calmed down a bit. So on I went with my, you know, my yeah. pole and my cat. Yeah, and we got little, started. Um, nap, um, knapsack. Yeah, the knapsack. Yeah. So we went on and we were fine. And um, after we relaxed a little bit and one... You know when you're performing, you just need to get that first bit out the way. And if it goes well, you're all right. So then we got more confident, got the first song out the way. And then I looked at the Queen and I was absolutely delighted to see that she was smiling. She was chuckling. She was on her own. Apparently, Prince Philip wasn't too keen on um, <laughs> pantomime. I'm sure um, he wasn't. You can imagine what he's like, oh, I'm not going I to that. I can imagine that, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, and then we were told that at the interval, she was only coming for the first half, but we would meet her at the interval. 
So that's in the um, the room right next to the uh, Waterloo Chamber, the grand reception room. That's the gold one. So we were all lined up, everybody there backstage, makeup, um, principals. I was right on the end. And um, and she came in with her glass. And we all were given a glass of champagne. Oh. And I thought, oh, my God, the second half's going to go like a, a storm, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't forget our lines. And sure enough, she came up. And she spoke to me um, and she she mentioned the fact that I must have got very hot on stage because if you know Dick Whittington, when he's on the top of the hill, we were covered over with a blanket and uh, the little dancers danced around us for about 10 minutes and Stevie and I, the cat, we're under this blanket going... Goodness, it's so hot. <laughs> and then the, um, you know, it finished. And so the Queen said to me, You must have got very hot under that blanket. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got to remember she's off duty. So it's not Your Majesty, it's um, Mum. Yeah. I said, No, Mum, it was very hot. And then we just got into a little bit of a conversation. It seemed like three hours, but it was probably only three minutes. But I do remember she is just so radiant. And like her eyes are sparkling. Said, yeah. And I think with all members of the royal family, when you meet them eye to eye, they just look so much... Well, I don't know if I want to use the word younger, but do you know what I mean? On TV, I think we all look a lot older. But she was just sparkling. Yeah, she really, yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Really so gorgeous. that's my first experience. Well, I think there's two things there for me as well um, that I always try and remember. When you're sat watching a show and people can see you, it's always important to have an engaged face because often the audience sit just staring blankly back at you, which yes. makes you worry while you're performing that you're doing the right thing. So, yes. Um, but I expect she's used to that. And she always, it seems from the stories I've heard, manages to leave you with, she's engaged in what you were doing and she'll always find a little nugget of something to pick out and chat to yes. you about and leave yes. you feeling better than you were when you spoke to her, which is a real yes. gift. Yes. Um, and of course... Um, you, you know, with pantomime, you have to engage with the audience. Um, yes. But we were. Oh, yes, you, you do. do. <laughs> yes, and of course, I knew a few people, and I knew where my family were, so it was the usual thing. Um, but no, we've got a lot to to thank George the Fourth for, because if you've been to the castle, there's a huge statue of George the Fourth. So we focused on him, right. and he was centre stage. So whenever I see that statue, when I'm I'm taking people around the castle, yeah. Thanks, George. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, so you said you had two stories for us. Well, the other thing we do, I mean, it's a, I must just add, it's a real privilege to work in Windsor Castle. I can imagine. I'm also a steward in St George's Chapel, so I take people around there. Oh, Debbie, um, I've just got to say, St George's Chapel blows me away. It's such a special place. And I can remember going in there um, the last time I was in. I would love it if it was you that said this to me because the lady that engaged me was so helpful. Um, she, I was talking to her and she said, well, just underneath your feet is Henry VIII and the Queen Mother. And she whipped this little guide out and showed me the picture. It knocked me for six. It yes. was just a magnificent experience. I could have spent quite a long time in there. It's a wonderful building. It it's is. the jewel in the crown of the castle. Yes, very nice. And it's a real privilege to be able to work in yeah, there. Yeah, lovely. And then, of course, I've been there for numerous garter days, so right. I've seen the Queen um, when she arrives with the garter nights. But the other thing that we do, and of course we missed it during COVID, um, was we're invited to carol sing for the weekend before the Queen goes away for Christmas. The catch is you've got to do the Saturday and the Sunday. So the Saturday you tend to do the uh, people in the, in, the, in the park. 
Um, and um, on the Sunday, you do the castle. So you sing to the, the guards in the guard room. That's always good fun. Um, the military knights of Windsor. And then you're taken up to the entrance, uh, the Queen's private entrance up at the um, State Apartments. And you stand there. And I usually manoeuvre myself just to get to the front there because she's going to come come and talk to you. Um, and so um, the last time I did it, Prince Philip was still alive. And uh, um, that would have been 2019. So the Queen arrives with the Prince. All the corgis come out. Oh, well, there were only three <laughs> left, actually. And on this occasion, Vulcan, who's no longer with us, um, came and sat on my foot while we were singing carols. So when the carols are finished... Um, they bring mulled wine round, so we all have some mulled wine, and then the Queen comes to talk to us. And, of course, I I sort of mentioned that, um, as a steward in St George's, one of the most frequently asked questions are all to do with the wedding of Harry and Meghan. So I said, oh, congratulations, Mum, on the... Um, on the wedding of Harry, I said, you might be interested to know I work in St George's Chapel, words to this effect. Um, and I have, we have a uh, seating plan because people want to know who sat where for the wedding. And she found that really extraordinary. She said, well, that was a wonderful idea because you can't possibly remember where everybody sat. Yeah, yeah. And I said, apart from yourself, of course. Yes, so everybody yeah. wants to know where, where the Queen sat. And I always remember the Duke uh, spoke to me and said, um, well, this is a you know, wonderful singing, the highlight of our evening. And uh, I could see he was on good form. And I said, well, the highlight for us uh, was actually singing to the uh, the guards in the guard room because we were invited inside. And uh, the, the officer said, no, I hope you don't mind. The boys have just come out of the gym. So us ladies thought, yep, we're going in. <laughs> and, of course, you've got all these Grenadier guards, I can't remember who they were, Coldstream, all in their gym kit while we sang to them. Oh, and I was standing right next to one of the Busbies, so I asked if I could just feel it, because I've never felt one. You know, that beautiful fur. Yeah. So anyway, I said, to, I said to the Duke, that was the highlight of the trip, sir. Um, <laughs> a meeting you, of course. And yeah. he just put his head back and roared with laughter. <laughs> I took a bit of a chance. You always have to be a bit careful, you know, if you're making jokes with well, the royals. I think but you have to pick your personality, and Prince Philip certainly was a cheeky soul, so he'd appreciate that. He did. Yeah. Yes, he did. I think one of uh, the most enduring images, and there's been many, I suppose, throughout her time, but most recently, um, her sitting on her own in St George's <sighs> Chapel. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. I mean, that was yes. such a powerful image, especially what's um, emerged after uh, which we won't talk about today yes. and, and darken the mood of the, the morning. Um, but yeah, for sure, that image will will remain with me forever. And it kind of embodied the strength of the woman and what she's been through. And to actually pull that off on her own as an older lady as well was quite an incredible scenario for me it's a frequently asked questions uh, question with visitors in st george's i'm sure um it used to be where is henry the eighth then it was where was harry and Meghan? where did they stand now it's where did the, the did the queen, the queen sit, sit yeah. during the funeral yeah um because uh, it was yeah. it was immense that that picture and um it just kind of lives with me the strength of her and and everything really um, and I think, again, now we're, we're going to take some more music. And another choice of the Queen 
Allegedly. Um, but it does say it's on a playlist. It says it's one of her top ten songs. So apparently this is um, Gary Barlow with a singer. And I'm going to play it anyway because it is quite a nice little song. Some words they can't be spoken only some So
the voice of the Thames Valley. River Radio. I think I like it. Uh, You give one quick twitch and the thing is done. Well, thank you for listening to Your Life, Your Way at River Radio with me, Deborah Fielding. Uh, My guests today are Alison Smith and Debbie Keenan, who have been talking all Jubilee talk and how they met the Queen. And there was a bit of Gary Barlow and Sing. Um, A bit of an unlikely choice, I think, on um, the Queen's playlist, but hey, we'll take it. Um, If you missed the first part of the show, where were you? Uh, But you can listen again to the show as a podcast, uh, which you can do on your usual platform. So just search for River Radio, Your Life, Your Way, or you can hop over to the website, river.radio, and listen again. Um, If you like your radio early in the morning, take a listen in to The Morning Brew with Nikki and Amy uh, with some good music and regular features, and that's quickly followed by Stick the Kettle On with Tara and Sam. Um, There's a lot of putting the kettle on there, isn't there? Uh, But we Brits do love a cup of tea, and I know the Queen likes a good cup of tea, and she's only down the road in Windsor much of the time, so she might enjoy tuning in to River Radio, who knows? Anyway... This is the part of the show where you and I break down a word and chat about what it might mean for you. Um, But first of all, how did you get on last week? Um, We adopted Courage, if you remember. Uh, We had Phil from the vineyard, Oak and Grove Vineyard in. um, And actually, he's got some pretty big Jubilee celebrations going on up at the Oak and Grove Vineyard this weekend. So if you fancy a Jubilee with a difference, pop over to the website, oakandgrovevineyard.co.uk and book yourself in. It's a stunning place and a beautiful um, peace washes over you the minute that you, that you walk in and um, yeah it's got some lovely things on there um, now we were talking about his courage actually to go after the success of his vineyard if you remember uh, which is pretty out there to be honest um, and I'm wondering if you had any vineyard vineyard moments of your own so let me know at deborah at river.radio um, today's word is what I feel our Queen must have had to feed herself on many an occasion. Uh, Because let's face it, 70 years with all the changes in her family and our nation, it's not a job for the faint-hearted, really. Uh, So today's word is inspiration. And let's dive in and see what that means for our Queen. Um, Okay. I was trying to get my jingles to work there and they wouldn't work. So shall I sing for you? Let's dive in. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to use inspiration, meaning of extraordinary quality, as if arising from some external creative impulse. Where do you find yours? Keeping your head and keeping lifted if you are choosing a much bigger route to navigate than you expected is everything Striding forward and keeping your mind focused on your future, not on your past, is your view from this point on. Remember, it is your job to feel good. All you have to do is feel good for life to feel better and start working out better for you. Releasing the guilt and shame and grief of the past and knowing you can't change that. Releasing worry and knowing that worry won't help you with any of your life situations, not one bit. Finding your inspiration to stride out and live your life in full technicolour, not black and white, and all the huge decisions that brings with it. That's where life is at. Living with peace and ease and tranquility is to be adopted at every opportunity. (laughs) 
So I think we all have to inspire ourselves to push through some tough times occasionally. Uh, I'm sure our Queen will have taken that approach many times. And in turn, of course, she's inspiring us with her lifelong service. So ladies, I'm just wondering how you inspire yourself when you're having to push on through. Alison, what do you do for your inspiration? Well, I think I just take inspiration from things around me. So, you know, it might be a fabulous track on the radio. Um, It might be... I mean, I'm very lucky to to live near Bushy Park, uh, which was absolutely our saviour during lockdown. So going out into nature... Just noticing the simple things. Um, there's some beautiful grass that has just bloomed and there. And we've got that spring green colour. Exactly. Color, yeah. And you, yeah. were, you know, as children and young people, you you didn't notice things like that. Mum would point those out and say, oh, that's really boring. I don't know why it is. Why I often is wonder that. that. Uh, you know, it comes to you when you get older, I think. And um, I'm just not sure why. So, well, that, I, w- I was having a walk with a friend the other day and I was saying, oh, look, there's a green woodpecker. I could, you know, we could hear yeah. one. She was like, how do you know that? <laughs> I was like, well, can you not hear it? Do you not kind of... And it's just being aware of those kind of things. And so for us to, as I say, during lockdown, we, instead of our commute, we would, we went and walked around, you know, a half hour walk around the park. And, and, and we've, and we continue that to this day. I've missed it this morning, but maybe we'll do it this afternoon when I get home. But so it's taking inspiration. And do you know what? Last night, I don't know if any of you stayed up to watch the the Nadal Nadal and Djokovic match, which, um, uh, I know you're a tennis fan just like me, but, to see, I mean, Nadal, you know, he, he, he was up, he was down, he was down, he was up, you know, and that inspires me yeah. to see the, the, the passion. Yeah. yeah and, and, and it's never over till it's, it's over. It's not right? over till it's and, over. Yeah. And, you really learned that. With, yeah, with those exactly. Matches. And anything's possible and having that positive outlook, you yeah. know, that, that things, things will be okay in the end. And, you know, it, even Djokovic, who, obviously didn't come out on top he will have learned from that he will take something from it as well yeah so it's for me it's just taking inspiration from things that are around me lovely lovely debbie where do you grab your inspiration from very similar to alison um i'm lucky enough to live by the river and certainly during a lockdown <sighs> Oh, it's my favourite place. Come out the front door and thought, right, shall I go left or right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We used to walk to Hurley um, just about every day now. And my daughter was in lockdown with me, my youngest daughter. But I take a lot of inspiration from Mother Nature. Um, You know, I love to go down, feed the ducks. The swans are out now with their cygnets. And uh, I always have bird feeders outside the kitchen window. And, I mean, just just life in general I mean I just sort of sometimes think I know this sounds maybe a little bit corny but with what we've all been through it's just so great that we've got through it to a large extent we're all here um and now we've just got to move forward we have and keep ourselves forward facing absolutely so we're going to take some more music um in fact we're going to take a little bit of Queen we're going to take a little bit of Radio Gaga and it's the biggest of hysterical memories for me when I was a dancer which involves some roller skates, a dance routine, thrown together costumes and the very one sitting opposite me, Alison Smith.
So welcome back to your life, your way with me, Deborah Fielding. That was Queen and Radio Gaga. Um, so Alison, go on, spill the beans. Everyone wants to know what happened. <laughs> oh, well, well, let's go even further back in town. Oh my life! Nineteen eighty-three. I don't know that <laughs> because it was the year before I went to move to London. Basically. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah, we we'd finished our um, professional dance training course, and we were kind of jobbing dancers at that point, and we had a lovely little stint at Roller City in Rochdale on a Sunday afternoon. I hate to say this, I think that was... Was it Bernard Manning's club or something? No. Did he own no, it? That, no, that was the Embassy Club. That was something oh, else. Oh, let's just stay away it from that. Sorry. It was to not. Sully. Definitely to Sully. not. <laughs> program. <laughs> anyway, so we were there, you know, every hour, you know, the kids are rolling around the, the, the rollers track oh my and, and gosh we, they were and, and we were the, they had to stop them so that they didn't injure themselves so we were the kind of the break act oh. and so every week we come on and, and to be honest let's face it it was probably the same routine it was the same routine every week <laughs> and and you know we with the first bit we'd come on dance together and then i'd do a bit by myself you're you'd gonna do give a bit me a hot myself. sweat <laughs> So this track, and as we've just realised, was a very long track. And so Deborah decided she'd had enough. I had. Off she went. And to be perfectly honest, I'd rather just impro at that point. So it, it was actually... I, took, I think that was the, the point. Stage, I think we were improvising. Took the stage by storm and did my own thing. Yeah, I just walked but off that, in disgust that at the whole thing. four minutes, however long it was, was a very long it was time. Long. I don't know why we chose such a long track. Well, perhaps we didn't actually know that at the time. We used to just choose tracks that we liked. We did. The other one I always remember was a SOS band, band yes. Just Be Good To Me. Yes. That's another one I always And that's remember. also too long, by the way. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. Anyway, as we are back here with Your Life, Your Way, uh, with me, Deborah Fielding, and as you j- just heard, it was Queen giving me the bad memories with Radio Gaga. Uh, so as ever on my show, we arrive at Q&A Your Way and fling ourselves in with barely any time at all some weeks. But here we go with some of your questions. Uh, so what have we got for starters um, today? We might just have time to squeeze two in, I don't know. Um, yeah, right. Ollie messaged in and said, if you were the Queen, what superpowers would you like to bring to the job? Ollie, this is a great question. Um Debbie, kick off. What would you bring? <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. Um, I think I would like to be in more than one place at once because everybody wants to see the Queen um, and meet her or be in the same room as her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so, you know, if I if I was the Queen, I'd like to be able to be in more than one place um, and not necessarily the same country because we have got the Commonwealth as well. Oh, very nice. So we're just going to be in two places at one yep, time. We like absolutely. that idea. Um, Alison, what about you? Well, I think I'd love to know what everybody's favourite cake is and bake it for them. So, you know, I'm sorry I haven't brought any cakes today, ladies, but, you know, everybody likes a, a slice of cake. I would say with a cup of tea, but I'm a strange northern person who doesn't like tea. But... Um, yeah, a cup of coffee, cup of tea, or maybe a little glass of champagne. Oh, yes, with some cake. You never go wrong with cake. And, and for me, well, I'd just like to bring some glitter dust. And when it's scattered all around, good fortune will find you. What a lovely queen. What a lovely set of queens we would make. <laughs> um, Christine's messaged in to ask, what are your favourite food, you three queens? Aha, I like this. Um, well, I happen to know, because I was reading over someone's shoulder on the way into London the other day... <laughs> Uh, that Her Majesty's, HM's favourite food, 
actually is a little penny rounds, which is um, a jam sandwich cut into little penny rounds, uh, circular things. Uh, well, in my day, and still to this day, in fact, I love a good jam butty, not a penny round, but it is the same thing in essence. Um, and Shalai also likes cucumber sandwiches with lovely cream cheese in. Um, so, I don't know. Debbie, what do you know about such matters? Uh, what the Queen likes. Yeah, do you know she likes any good particular food? Um, or what food do you like as a Queen in the in the studio? Oh, well, morning? I would be a little bit off the mark. I think I, I would like Thai food. Now, okay. Yeah, I don't know if... Or Malaysian food. Okay. Again, I don't know if Her Majesty actually eats Thai or Malay. No, I, but, I wouldn't know um, that. I, no. I, I'm sure she just doesn't eat cucumber sandwiches and penny rounds no. all day either. No. But hey, there we go. What about you, Alison? <laughs> well, my favourite party thing would be a sausage roll. Oh, I Lord. love a sausage roll. <laughs> Uh, you, you, know, you can take the girl out of the north, as they say. Presumably from Greg's, is that right? Or does it not matter? Uh, certain Marks and Spencer's is quite nice. Well, I don't <laughs> mind telling you, we have a farmer's market here on Mar- in Marlow on a Saturday. And I discovered, oh, I couldn't believe it when I saw it, a black pudding sausage roll. I, I, mean, I know you're screwing your nose up, but not for me. I resisted the first time, but I dreamt about it for the whole week. Uh, so the next time the market was on, I went and got one and it did not disappoint, I have to say. <laughs> Mighty fine. Um, so, yeah, just to finish quickly, um, what would you say is a really happy memory, uh, not just of your meeting of the Queen, but, you know, what kind of thing would stick in your mind? Well, for me, I, I was in Windsor for the Diamond Jubilee and it was just the sheer love that I felt emanating from us all standing there. I mean, those were the good days when she could actually walk out. She came out the castle and she greeted everyone before she got in her car. I just felt this wave of love and warmth. It was a nice day anyway. Yeah, really nice. And it was fantastic and I've never forgotten it. And what about you, Alison? Well, actually, now you're just talking about her coming out into... I'm thinking of her coming out on the balcony and I'm going to say, looking at the fly past, uh, just a quick reminder of my dad, who is an aeronautical engineer and looked after the Lancaster bomber, which I know is going to be making an appearance this weekend. So for me, it's a connection of them both. Lovely. That, that kind of ties you got just daddy in and um special memories of the queen as well which is yeah. a really lovely thing very nice so um you know i think that's the end of our show and we're skidding into yet the end of a, a another week and um thanks for keeping me company on your life your way it's been lovely thank you yeah thank yes, you thank Debbie. you for having me yeah it's been amazing it's been lovely to chat to you uh, so we're heading off for our week of celebrations which is really lovely um, I've got such a fun guest next week, a pop star, a TV presenter and business owner all rolled into one. I really cannot wait. Uh, thank you uh, to you for your fantastic questions. We've enjoyed listening to Alison, who's going to be dashing off now to sprinkle some Disney magic and uh, Debbie to make take some more tourists round um, Windsor Castle, I expect, which will be lovely. Um, listening to any shows you missed on a podcast uh, they're available almost immediately and search for river radio your life your way uh, coming up next is turning pages with heather and julian and i'm deborah fielding i'm wishing you a super inspired this week this week find your inspiration wherever you can take it from i'm sending you on your way with elton john and song for guy mm-hmm.